Hello and welcome to the Logistics Tribe. I'm your host, Boris Felgendreyer, and today we will talk about how to orchestrate your inter-logistics operations when you have AGVs and AMRs from different vendors, traditional forklifts and people working side by side in your warehouse and production facilities. That can be quite a nightmare and offers tons of room for improvement. Our guest today is Wolfgang Hackenberg, one of the founders of Synaus, a startup based in Germany that is building a hardware-agnostic inter-logistics management platform. For this conversation, I'm joined by my co-host Marco Prügelmeier. Before we get started, I would like to mention our kind supporters, Grey Orange. Grey Orange is a leading provider of smart warehouse robots in an AI-based warehouse operating platform called Grey Matter that many companies, including IKEA and Yusk, use to manage their warehouse and fulfillment operations. If you're in the market for a system like that, I strongly recommend you have a look at greyorange.com. All right, and now we're on to the show. Enjoy. Hello, Wolfgang. Welcome to the Logistics Tribe. Thanks for being on the program. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you very much. Awesome. And I'm joined today by my co-host, Marco. This is one of the rare times we're doing yeah, yeah. a conversation together. It's not so often, but not I'm so happy often. to be with you. I and feel honored here. <laughs> you feel honored. Yeah, Perfect. very special edition. And we're live. That's another sort of exception. Because we are at the iFoy Awards in Dortmund. We're going to share some insights into what that actually is, but it's the perfect venue to discuss what we're going to discuss today, which is all around how to eliminate the chaos that happens when you have a large interlogistics operation and how to bring some, some structure and some organizing functions into it. So before we get started, give us a quick pitch of who you are and what Cineos is doing. Yeah. In the nutshell, short pitch. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm Wolfgang. I'm one of the three founders um, of Cineos. Um, we were founded 2018 in Hannover. We are an interlogistics startup. Uh, our solution is an interlogistics management platform, so an integrated software platform, yeah, orchestrating, monitoring, and optimizing everything, all the material flows indoor from door to door, so from, from incoming to outcoming uh, flows. And that means we are orchestrating mobile robots, uh, manually guided vehicles like tugger trains or forklifts, but also connection to the infrastructure, so storage or conveyor belts or traffic lights or something like that. And uh -huh. of course, um, um, to people, okay? So we have apps in being in contact and uh, con communicating with people, with pickers, for example, and everything is bind it together in, uh, with an optimization approach, okay? There's, so, there's a lot there. There's yeah, a lot to unpack yeah. there. So, <laughs> yeah, Marco. That was the short version. That was yeah. the short yeah. version. <laughs> but um, as far as I know, uh, as myself, actually, you had a kind of a background in automotive industry. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, I was w with a big OEM. I was responsible there for like over 10 years. I wrote my PhD thesis there. I did some assisting jobs there, and then I, I took over Shopfly IT and Industry 4.0, always out of the IT, the IT department. That was very important because we had to announce we are a software company, okay? We are not dealing, well, we're dealing with hardware, but we're not producing or offering hardware, okay? So we are we are believe that there will be a separation in the market between hardware and embedded software and really back-end software, really big scalable back-end software, AI-driven software. So that's where we're coming from, and that's where when in my whole professional career, I like, was always in the IT department. So, so, so today it's actually you're the perfect playground that you're experiencing here today. We're at the iFoy Awards or the iFoy Testing Days, I should say. So iFoy, for those that don't know from the audience, it's International Forklift and Interlogistics of the Year. Of the year. Yeah. So, so what that basically is, the testing days, is there's a bunch of different manufacturers of AMRs, AGVs, forklifts, you name it. Uh, goods to person, e-commerce robots, all sort of mashed together in an actual mash 
So they're all in this big hall together, and they're all communicating, and they're all doing their thing. So this is ha happened for you, right? Yeah, <laughs> this is well, what you've imagined. Exactly, exactly. It's it's all about that. And a couple of years ago, the 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 VDA and VDMA, so so the underlying organizations, they decided. So the the automotive industry and the uh, manufacturers, they decided to, to to put in a standard. Okay, they're called VDA 5050. That's an yep. that's a it's, it's an standard interface for mobile robots, so AMRs and AGVs, really separating what I just said, separating uh, hardware and embedded software from backend software because fleets became bigger, and inter logistics centers became more complex, and you just need more flexibility there to combine different types of hardware. Okay, and to have bigger fleets. Okay, and they call that interface VDA 50, uh, VDA 5050, and um, this is what the testing days are here all about. So, so yeah. there's a fleet of seven different hardware providers where we at Zenas we all orchestrating them together in one layout, and they're doing different tasks. They pick up stuff. We have a, a area where AMRs can show their free, uh, freely like um, maneuvering um, capabilities, and then they come back into a more strict um, um, uh, optimized um, a grid network. And and, and so there's a lot of stuff in there. So it's really great to be here. Yeah, t take us back maybe to the situation where you realized, okay, there's a there's an issue here. There's a problem that <laughs> in the world that needs to be solved. What was the situation like when you started um, Cineos? Yeah, so we are coming from a, from a, from a background where where I did like like I said, I did a lot, lot of like interlogistics and um, Industry 4.0 um, optimization projects uh, with a big OEM, and we saw that that algorithms used or optimization approaches used were pretty much outdated. There was pretty much step-by-step mm. -step planning and all that stuff. So we developed an idea of like an, um, yeah, an algorithm, AI-driven optimization approaches optimizes everything in a factory and a warehouse of the future, okay? And then we understood we need to, to follow that dream step-by-step -step, and we said interlogistics is the first big step in that. And we went into interlogistics and realized there that, that of course optimization is a big problem, but integration is a big challenge as well. And then the VDA 5050 interface came up. We kind of um, worked on it from our side as well. And uh, we, from my understanding, we became the market leader there, really, really, really orchestrating a lot of big fleets of different, uh, different AGVs there. Um, and AMRs, and uh, from from now on, we are like in the moment we have, have we are orchestrating the biggest projects in the in the market, like 50, 60 um, um, AGVs in one fleet, different vendors, target trains, and all that integrated. Yeah, but if you talk to sort of the vendors of similar systems that's been out there for 10 years or whatever, warehouse management systems and ERP systems and so forth. They all say, well, what's the issue? I mean, we, we have these solutions. This does exist already. Where, where do you come in? Where do you really draw the boundary? Where is this sort of really revolutionary new what you do? Okay. It, it's not about, uh, I mean, there's a pretty clear cut. Uh, we are below ERP, mm -hmm. WMS, uh, warehouse management systems. So what we are doing is we are doing an optimal um, like allocation of resources and orders constantly with our optimization approach. It's where we mm -hmm. come in and we do it in a very fine and um, yeah, very um, yeah, detailed uh, approach, okay? So what we, we are doing, we call this continuous real-time optimization. We always take the whole resource pool and the whole order pool and match it together, okay? And looking, we're not doing it uh, with a step-for-step -step approach where you have good solutions at the beginning and then very bad solutions at the end, but we're always taking everything into account um, and, and finding like the, the optimal solution globally, okay? So this, mm -hmm. we're looking for global optimal. So we are, we're calculating up to 250,000 solutions per second. 
okay? And if you, Boris, step in front of one of our ADVs operated by us, in that second we have a new solution calculated. You have no emergency processes or anything like that. And um, and I think this is something we, we offer on a, on a um, which is pretty new to the market. In addition, like I said, we are leading with the VDA 5050. We are, we are cloud-based. Yeah, so we are offering our solution, for example, in the e-commerce world as a SaaS solution or private cloud solution. Um, so very, not plug and produce yet, but on the way to plug and produce um, and, and uh, optimize, as I said, and, and fully scalable. Okay, so we, we, are, we are simulating, and there was kind of a task of one OEM, simulating fleets up to two or 300 uh, HVs in one layout optimized and really totally flexible, okay, with new routing if something happens and traffic management and all that. Mm -hmm. uh, Wolfgang, you mentioned the, the routing and the pla over planning, basically, uh, that is done in a very short cycle time. Uh, is that also where AI comes into yes. Play, or maybe you can uh, yeah. take us a little bit more into that. Uh, how, what kind of AI is it? What, what are you doing there? Yeah. So, so, as far as you want to tell. Yeah, no, 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 there's no problem. I mean, I mean, I mean, there's different. I mean, there's different areas of AI, and I don't want to talk about AI now in, in, in great depth. But, but there is a world of kind of machine or deep learning, okay? And we use that as well, for example, for energy management or traffic management to learn which streets are occupied at certain times, okay? But what we mostly doing is we are, we are using mathematical optimization, so heuristics, meta heuristics, to constantly kind of optimize um, the, 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 the match between resources and orders, okay? And this is what we, what we do so often um, per second. And we're mm -hmm. always looking and we try to break out of local optima going into optima local so we we use method like simulated annealing and stuff like that mm -hmm. so so this is wh wh what we are doing um, on from an optimization point are you using gpus or cpus to do that or no, no this or? is yeah this is this is a, this is a very common question our our we're doing it we, we're doing it in, in in the cloud in the back end but cloud. also in the cloud you can use GPUs or CPUs. CPUs. Regular. This, this CPUs. is not that. Okay. This is this is this is. It's always asked for for how much data, how much connect, mm -hmm. how much bandwidth I need for 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 problems like that. But what we are, what we are doing is we're not taking pictures and sending to a cloud. Yeah, but okay. we're taking a very like stages. Like is that traffic light red or green, or mm -hmm. is that um, gate open or closed, or is there is there a traffic jam, or is there no? Is, is there a lot of traffic? And this is kind of very mm -hmm. very simple. It goes over an MQTT. Um, interface so it's very lean and we calculate it in the back so end. So the data yeah. bandwidth is yeah, not that huge. It's not so no problem. Uh, and, no and need for GPUs on that. You, you can no, still no, no, do it's it. Not, it's not like, like okay. transferring kind of pictures and then kind of yeah, interpreting yeah. pictures or something like that. No. Mm -hmm. But as I understood it, uh, it's much more than only guiding the AGVs, right? Because you're Actually, your vision is to, to optimize the whole factory at the end, yeah, with including the machineries and the, the drop-off points and, and the gates that are uh, uh, in the way or have to be opened or closed. And so, like so machineries um, are not in our current scope because mm -hmm. that kind of is a new world. I mean, we have algorithms in place where we can optimize machineries and logistics to bring both together. Yeah. But right now, really concentrating on interlogistics. So this is this is what we do. But to 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 optimize and to steer and monitor interlogistics, you need, of course, an, a connection to the infrastructure. Okay, mm -hmm. so you need to know whether or not the gate is open or whether the escalator is there or or or. If you go into e-commerce, whether there's a conveyor belt that that is that have to to kind of connect or a storage uh, where to put the stuff, so 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 we need a there's a there's a connection to the infrastructure, but not to machines to to kind of uh, to to schedule machine scheduling. That's not in, in scope right now. Mm -hmm. okay. 
But all of the manufacturers of the different vehicles, they all typically come with their own management system, right? So they have their own operating system. And you come into the factory or you come into the logistics operation and you have these different <laughs> these different AGVs and save an R MRs doing their thing and they're all connected to their respective platforms. Now you show up. How does what happens to the old systems? How does it does it replace it? Talk to me about how this this whole your platform fits into the overall picture of things. Yeah, well first of all you have to say the landscape there is pretty heterogeneous okay there mm -hmm. are there are some companies that are pretty hardware driven they're buying something from from a, a third company to 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 do the software on board and in the back end and then there are companies which invested heavily into that as well yeah so so they are they are kind of yeah own their own software and their own backend backend solution and then there are some some companies uh, that don't even have a backend solution which are very kind of very simple and very um, yeah, solid and, and they're going for a different project type, okay? So the, all these come together. Of course, we have different techniques in the AGVs and AMRs as well, okay? You have those um, um, virtually um, line-guided and physically line-guided and all that. So this very heterogeneous, that landscape, okay? And uh, the reactions are different, to be honest, okay? Of course. Um, what you have to understand is that there is a, a big pie of, of revenue in that market that is growing Mm -hmm. fast okay um which is, is which which in which in a, a mobile robot um, provider can still participate on okay what we are doing is only one thing and one thing only it's back-end software okay there mm -hmm. is maintenance there's of course hardware there's project management there's all that simulation all that stuff where we where we are kind of um not fully or like we are not integrated into okay we're doing some simulation of course this is a, a different thing but all the other stuff I just named, uh, we are not doing, and so so there is a there is a coexistent and 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 a lot of hardware hardware kind of um, providers um, vendors understood that is the VDA fifty fifty interface is really bringing that whole yeah project management and and mobile robot projects really to a more professional level okay and and on a better professional level you can just sell more stuff okay it's it's scaling fast and they can get, sell more of this stuff what they are very good at and often it's about hardware it's about project management about processes about being on the shop floor all that stuff and we are providing the back-end software but there are some which are kind of reluctant i mean we have i would say around 2025 hardware partners already onboarded on the VDA 5050 and not all of them are public. Some of them mm -hmm. say, I don't want to talk about it. And but we're still making projects because I mean, we have, um, I mean, this is, I mean, this is public. We have the um, VW group as a, as a customer. We have um, the ZF group now as a customer. Okay. And mm -hmm. these big customers, for example, we have other customers as well, but these customers, they just say VDA 5050 is the way to go. And if you want to sell hardware here, you have to be, um, um, yeah, you have to use that and you be, have, to, have, to, have to be compliant with that. And I think from, from what I see in the market, the number is really growing of customers that actually set this as a, 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 a requisite. Uh, um, it's, it's, you either comply to VDA 5050 or you're not in the game. Is that something that you also experience? Yes. This is, this is the way forward. I mean, customers are there on totally different levels, okay? Yeah. I mean, there are some which would just make the first experience with, 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 with mobile robots, okay? And of course, they, I mean, there's different ways to go, okay? I mean, can, if I have three AGVs going in circle, I, there's a lot of solutions how to do it, okay? But we think, of course, it's the best way to really 
already at a small feed start with a very professional backend software to be really ready to scale, okay, in a later level, because it's always very hard to, to change it later on in the, but in the is, game. Is that actually something that you also experience that some customers start with a proprietary uh, uh, fleet manager from some company and then they they grow and, and the, the need in uh, getting in other robots uh, starts growing and then they see, okay, we have to look for an, uh, another layer here. Is that something also that you... This is, this is, the, this is the classical way, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, this is where, this is what we experience in our career and where perhaps where we're coming from is very, very early and this is exactly what's happening. I mean, you can, you can automate in the body shop um, for for relations or something and then you need a, another 10 and 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 you just need a different capability in the hardware and then you have a, you have to go to a different vendor and, and yeah. then you say oh they, they can't drive on the same layout and you, you just can't do the automation so you need a you need a layer there so this is a very typical way to go into uh, or was a very typical way to go into a project that they that they start and then they they, they kind of hit hit the ceiling and they yeah. say what to do with and then it's very important now did you did you was your quote uh, was was the VDA fifty fifty included in your quote? Because if yes, you can switch to a different backend system, for example, uh, Zunaos. If not, you really have a problem because retrofitting a brownfield project in the mobile robot work is super difficult because mm -hmm. you have all that um, 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 working council stuff and and all that that. Uh, um, maybe maybe you security even and have safety to, stuff to shut there. down your operations for yeah. some time because yeah, yeah. you have to ramp it up. Maybe it's a good moment to, to pause for a second. We've, we've thrown around the term uh, VDMA 5050 multiple times now. Can you explain to me, I mean, you're the, the two experts, maybe one of you can explain what the standard is currently capable of doing and where the boundaries are. I mean, it sound, you were mentioning it as a panacea, as a sort of <laughs> holy grail, as the solution for everything, but clearly there's, there's limitations to what this thing can do. Maybe can you describe what it can and what it cannot do? Okay, yeah, well, of yeah. course. Um, so, so the VDA 5050 standard was developed like over the last couple of, of years and it has different, I mean, it's, it's a very open standard, okay? Mm -hmm. It's a technical standard and it allows, like I said, uh, virtually line-guided uh, AMRs, so very freely um, um, operating and, um, and uh, um, driving vehicles and um, um, very kind of um, line-guided, okay? So, so magnetic uh, line-guided vehicles. Mm -hmm. So everything is included there. It's, it's pretty much made for virtually line-guided vehicles. And um, the first kind of part was, and that's kind of implemented now and was kind of not redone, but a but little bit improved over the last couple of months. But the first part is really about driving and actions. Okay, so mm -hmm. there is a there's a standard in there how to drive. It's about base and horizon. How I I, I drive on my grid network with nodes and 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 lines um, and um, then there's about action. So 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 pick up action, drop off action, and all that stuff. So this is what's kind of standardized in the first step. And now there's kind of a movement, and uh, that will be the next big step is about uh, map management. Okay, so this is the mm -hmm. next big thing because now those projects become more and more. They become they become bigger, and and uh, dealing with the map, really putting the map into the system, and and um, yeah, kind of creating the map at the beginning. That's kind of a thing. That's kind of a lot of work, and it's done very differently between the different hardware vendors. And this will be the next step to be to be standardized in the VDA 5050. Yeah. So it's a it's obviously a, a German association that that sort of standardized this the the standard. Um, how German focused, how German centric is the whole thing? Meaning, you know, what if some significant players from Asia come into the market or the US? How global 
do you consider the standard or are there competing standards that compete with the standard what, what's the what's well, their well well i would there? say i would say i would say in introducing the german yeah german industry has a very strong position so there mm -hmm. is a there's a push into other markets in europe it's i mean we're doing a lot of projects and vda 5050 is kind of set there and um from the asian market i, I feel a very openness to really incorporate that standard so mm -hmm. they're very open because of course they want to do business here and sell stuff and so so this is not a thing and in the us there's a very similar standard and some people say um they they kind of looked at the vda 5050 standard they're a little a little bit later um a little bit behind i would say from mm -hmm. time wise it's called a mass standard a mass standard uh, so so it's what my experts say it's 80 percent the same and then they added some stuff so so there's the same movement there in the us as well so so i think globally there will be two or three standards which is totally fine and this is pretty much spreading because we have us customers um asking about the vdi 5050 as well so it's not that they that nothing like that is over there so it's it's spreading yeah. around the world i would say mm -hmm. and if i may add to that i mean it's it's an open standard everybody can adapt it the, the technology is there it's based on json files and the, 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 the script files basically how to to exchange um uh, messages mm -hmm. and also MQTT. Um, so everybody can that uh, can can adapt adopt it. What is sometimes criticized is that not everything is in there yet yeah? because as you mentioned Wolfgang hence my question where the, the boundaries are where, example, where the, are the limits are in there yeah. yet yeah? Mm -hmm. but the good thing on the other side it's 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 a standard there is a there uh, there is a uh, a circle to make the decisions for that in the vdma and in the vda and um and there are rules how to adapt the standard and so on so it's uh, probably it is a little bit slower if if one guy would actually code something on his own yeah uh, but then uh, it's uh, on the other hand there are, there is a multiple eye jack yeah so so multiple companies are taking a look at it and see if they can live with that and um, step by step it will be it will evolve that's that's mm -hmm. what i think and uh, what what yeah what i see so far yeah, maybe as a next step for the conversation, Marco, I mean, you've, you've heard everything that Wolfgang said now. Mm -hmm. Let's just assume you've, you've run logistics operations at BMW, for example, and vendors like Wolfgang and others have shown up and making similar promises. Mm -hmm. What are some of the key questions that you would answer? What are some of the criticisms or what, where, where is the, how do you find fault? Like what kind of questions would you ask? To make sure, because it sounds fantastic, right? The way he describes it, it sounds like a no-brainer. Yeah, sure. You know, it's it's here to you know just just do it. Like what what thought okay. process? Take, yeah, take us through the thought for process. For me, uh, the most important thing is how easy and how many different vehicles can I adapt and robots can I adapt in the um, in this layer? Uh, mm -hmm. uh, because that's at the end the most important. Because as we already mentioned, there will be a new task. Um, uh, I don't know, you might want to flip some pallets or whatever. And at some uh, uh, some stage, there will be a robot doing this task. Yeah? And then I want to integrate them as a as a as uh, somebody in logistics operations. And then I would ask Wolfgang, yeah, can I do that with Sunaus? Yeah? And uh, if the answer is yes, then it's, it's a good thing. And I was actually very uh, uh, impressed about the 25 different robot types that are already uh, included uh, over the VDA 5050 yep. standard. Yeah. And another mm -hmm. question would actually be on the, you mentioned it, 
that the standard is more adapted actually right now to the AGV world. Let's say nodes and uh, what is it? Lines, the yeah. Part, the lines, yeah. yeah. And um, edges, how do you edges? Yeah. right. Yeah. How do you see the evolvement um, in regarding AMRs that don't? basically don't have edges uh, edges and yeah. so 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 to, to both to answer your question and and, and mm -hmm. answer you with the first part i think this is a, of course a question how how quick uh, can you can you kind of uh, onboard uh, different hardware vendors and, and and like i said we have really it's it's a matter of days or weeks now it depends a little bit on the size of the project but it's it's really quick especially if we already onboarded them or did projects with them before then it's really kind of uh, super quick okay so this is kind of pretty much solved i would say if you go down there on the test area and and, and it's it's solved it's a, a very important discussion we have with our customers is also it's about um, stability okay because of course and especially in the in the oem world in the automotive world it's it's if if you have a downtime of five or six minutes or three minutes even you lose production you lose car okay and this is kind of this is should never happen, okay? So this is something uh, from a project view where people are thinking, okay, it's great to have optimization, it's great to have all that flexibility with my, my hardware, to even the vendor strategy to buy different hardware for different capabilities, but I can't lose cars. So this is a very important thing and you have to prove that as well. And I think we are kind of doing that with really big projects in the in the automotive industry. Um, but this is of course a thing where, where, where the standard and everything really had to, to, to be shaped over the last couple of years and months to be really become so stable and become a industry standard. Okay, so so this is regarding your first question. The second question was uh, AMRs. AMRs versus AGVs. Yeah, thank you. So so I mean, this is kind of this is something we are doing pretty much. Um, yeah, this is pretty new, I would say, uh, to the standard now um, over the last kind of month or year. Okay, but you can see it down on the test area. We have an area where free navigation is possible. Okay, where we 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 kind of giving nodes and edges in a very like wider level and we give an action down there that that the amrs are free to to maneuver freely okay and then they can we show that down there on the test area they can move around an object so the line goes through an object through an obstacle okay mm -hmm. and these uh, agvs that, which are capable of doing that maneuver around it but it's very important you have to steer in which areas that is allowed or not because mm -hmm. if you if you um, for example allow that in everywhere you just it's just crazy i mean you have a bidirectional street and yeah, an sure. amr goes around and the forklift comes yeah. and patch okay and there's nothing <laughs> then then you have then you have a downtime there and the the the, the 5% more efficiency from an amr helps you nothing if you have a downtime of an hour so this you have to be very careful with where to allow that and in which surrounding for example the warehouses uh, um, Logistics, for example, it's way more flexibility. Uh, um, it's, it's possible, so they're way more flexible. So, in an automotive production, it's probably a little bit, a little bit tougher there. So, of course, you have to to be careful where to allow it and where not. So, yeah. uh, but then, then it's actually to a certain degree, it's already included. Then. Yes, of course. Okay. I mean, this is uh, this is this is where we're going. And uh, okay, yeah. and we're doing it in in, uh -huh. in like productive projects as well. So we have those those. Those, some of the partners down there are really already onboarded in, in, in big OEM projects. Okay. If you are integrating a new customer, let's say, yes. with the VDA 5050 standard, uh, who is paying for that? 
What's well, your model it, on that? Yeah, well, it's it's. Are it's, you helping them, or or are they yes. doing it? You helping, assisting, or are you doing it and you get paid for it, or what? Is well, the model? everything. We have every. I mean, it really depends. I mean, if we 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 come off uh, um, onboarded some of the hardwares on hardware vendors on from on our side, and then then customers come up and say you have to work with that company, so mm -hmm. they pay us a little bit for it. But um, we have a very structured approach. So so so. Um, when when they come to 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 the NAS to to get onboarded, um, um, we give them kind of a documentation, yeah, which which kind of specifies the VDA fifty fifty because there are some some things that can be interpreted one way or the other and say this is the way we do it, okay, mm -hmm. and then we give them an interface where they can send test messages back and forth to 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 solidify mm -hmm. their, their their message state, and then they get get like an an, an, an SaaS instance from us, so 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 an, so an cloud instance from us, uh, it's hosted in in Ireland in AWS, and they can just uh, drive their 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 vehicles around in their own test area and 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 get on board, and then we are ready, and then we go to the customer. So this is kind of the the step by step approach, and we have like. 10 steps on more okay. detailed level to is do there, so. Is there a final check on, okay, now now that's the final check if the, the, the vehicle is ready, VDA 50-50 ready or something? So, like so, so yeah, we have, we, have kind of, we have kind of a checklist there with, with like 10 steps and mm -hmm. then you need all 10 steps, but the last couple of steps are always then in a concrete uh, kind of um, um, customer surrounding because then something like map integration and map uploads and stuff comes in, okay, mm -hmm. and this is what this are the final steps, okay. This you can do that on the test area, but it's kind of the real test is when when you get that real layout and you draft them first time. So so, but then they are onboarded. Yeah, how much of the system is autonomous and how much of it needs to be monitored by a person? I saw some down there you and your display area you had like big dis big screens and beautiful animations and sort of real-time movements of, of vehicles and so forth and a person screening and doing. Talk to me about how how much of the system actually works by itself and you just leave it alone and it, it does its thing, recalculate and so forth versus some person having to interact and doing making decisions and interacting. A good question. So 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 our our vision, okay, mm -hmm. is to really not to 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 have a black factory or a black um, warehouse something where nobody works anymore, but to really automate as much as you can, okay? To to really give the the guys in the control centers the information they 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 need in a very yeah, UX designed um, front end, okay, very very clean and very um, yeah focused and to 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 help them to to always have a very stable and optimized state okay to operate operate from okay so this is the the vision where we where we where we're aiming at and we are kind of we are partly there but of course everybody the whole processes and the whole things that they have to kind of be established and have to be learned so 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 i think we, we are offering solutions we are we are kind of like i said we're always calculating new solutions and and optimizing the the, the resource order um relation but there is a lot of stuff already still which which humans need to be in, to interact okay if i mean something really falls down on the street and you have no amr or no no amr capability allowed there then somebody needs to go there and, and check that okay so it's 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 about a vision, but it's also about really being practical and, and, and getting projects done today. And today it's still really people interacting with the system and seeing problems mm -hmm. and, and, and going down to the shop floor and, 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 and solving stuff. So it's still a big part of it. But in the but future, yeah. we will have to clean up AMRs that will come out. <laughs> yeah, well, perhaps. I mean, I mean, I mean there's, but, but it's, 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 a, it's a development, okay? I mean, this is like... I mean, there's a whole industry and, and we still, I mean, still we, we, we get big customers and they have two or three AGVs in their factories. 
They're just learning to, to work with them and, 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 and they need to get acquainted to that whole thing, okay? And this is a step coming from a forklift-driven world, okay? We can do pretty much everything, okay? Mm -hmm. And every, you have a problem solver on every, every, every transport uh, unit uh, which can step down, do stuff, interact. And, mm -hmm. and then you have that strict AGV world where, 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 you, where you kind of, um, um, yeah, kind of really have to have really process, uh, processes in, in, in place which... which have to be followed by and and if you if you park in like a your car in front in, into the street and then forklift just goes around and we will stop and you have to just repark the the, the, mm -hmm. the vehicle or stuff like that okay and this is i mean to 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 to, to make another step this is why we why we say you have to incorporate uh, manually guided vehicles as well and this is kind of one thing what the other big thing here at the i4 uh, test days and award uh, where we where we add with our vehicle localization for manually uh, guided vehicles where we say we can incorporate both worlds in one optimization and and monitoring and controlling world this is what we're doing here okay uh, how do you envision the future of the mashup is is this something that will stay for longer time or is it uh, what's the plan on that well i mean i think as always you have to push the limit and and the boundaries there and and i think it will stay for a couple of of years that's my 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 idea here and because they're going to be there's going to be a development and i mean now we have the first kind of mobile robots with like an an arm on it picking stuff and doing stuff and so something like that will perhaps increase and We will have we have forklifts, mm -hmm. um, so autonomous forklifts, for example, in the future. So so there's there's a lot of potential still there. So I think there's enough from from my side now for a couple of years to to still have that mashup and show the progress in the market. Mm -hmm. But I think at some point this will become just broad commodity, and I think then um, perhaps it's you don't have to show it at the at the at the IFO awards anymore. But mm -hmm. Hey, I can look at the future for five or six years. As we learned with, yeah. with the new age, I don't know. Which and, way to go. and there will be a long time of a transition where there's going to be sort of manual analog systems working side by side with, with autonomous stuff. And how, how yeah. <laughs> talk to us about how you make these two worlds come together and how do you integrate both? And like what, what are some of the challenges as you integrate the analog forklift driver or other people that are just roaming around yeah, as so, people do? Yeah, yeah. So, so what we do is we, we kind of right now we're bringing our approach into different industries, okay? With the AGV um, 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 part we talked about today already, but also with our optimization part. For example, in e-commerce where we say we, we can our optimization approach hel helps and, and that process quality and approach we have from automotive we really bring into e-commerce, really optimizing storage and pickers and everything on a different level. And um, many guided vehicles, so, so target trains or forklifts are very important in that world as well, as well, okay? And what we are introduced here is, it's a new, yeah, low cost um, um, localization um, a solution, okay? Because today the problem is only a very small number, uh, um, I heard three to five percent of the of the of the forklifts in the world is localized. Okay, why is that? Because um, solutions are very expensive. Okay, if you if you put lasers on there, or if you if you use, for example, um, yeah, if you have to invest into uh, the infrastructure with ultra wideband or something, that's very uh, mm. very expensive. And what we are offering here with vehicle localization with our solution, it's a little box that you can mount brownfield or greenfield on your on your. Um, Forklift has, has a couple of cameras in it, and it uses um, yeah um, um, 
visual odometry, so 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 sensor technique to 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 localize within the within the um, parameter, so within the mm-hmm. uh, warehouse or the factory. So and this really lowers the cost by. 80, 90 percent uh, from from other industries, and this is really something we can put on every on all the forklifts. Okay, and this is off the shelf hardware you're acquiring from somewhere else. Nothing yes, that exactly. you've, this is just yeah. just, just okay. cameras, and 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 we even have a GPS location um, um, antenna in there. But it's it's a camera, and the camera needs text, okay, QR text every couple of hundred meters, which which are which are positioned on the walls or something, okay. And if the camera is used as that that tag, it has a global position, okay down to a couple of centimeters, and then it tracks frame by frame the, the trajectory of the, of the car. And you, as always, the, 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 the kind of the, the, the position, the localization for up to a couple of centimeters exact indoor, okay? And uh, then after a couple of hundred meters, um, you, you, you see a, um, a tag again, a QR code at the wall, and you have a global position again. And this really kind of is a very cheap plug and produce um, solution. We're offering localization as a service means updates over the air, um, cloud infrastructure, monitoring, and uh, visualization. And this is kind of the world. We, then we can incorporate all the, the, the manually guided vehicles, the target trains, and, and forklifts into our optimization approach. And of course, then there's great scenarios, okay? Because, I mean, for example, you have 20 AGVs going, and in Christmas, you can just throw in 20 forklifts, and you can just optimize them together or, or steer them together. This is just, this mm-hmm. is the future, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and that's very interesting because that's actually almost always the problem because the human jumps in with some vehicle and uh, destroys the process. Um, but can you give us some uh, a rough mo- uh, um, pricing uh, estimation on that, or or it, does it come with? If you connect to Sinars, then you you get it, or, or well, what's the plan? Well, we, we are we are just at the uh, we are just at the beginning. Okay, so 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 we haven't even decided whether or not to to, to sell it standalone or not. We we have first customers now. The certification process is started. First 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 units are sold. Okay, um, so it's it's in the range between one or two thousand um, mm-hmm. uh, euros per year. Um, so it's it's very low cost to to really really. Yeah, allow a broad um, spread through the industry to really get big uh, forklift fleets there um, localized. And then really, I mean, with that camera on there, there's so much more you can do, but we just want the local the, the position first. Yeah, but just for my understanding, so your system, as it's currently designed, what is it replacing? Or is it in addition to other systems? Or is it actually replacing well, it, existing it's, yeah, systems? Yeah, it's replacing vendor-specific control stations mm-hmm. today. Okay, yeah. in, in, when we talk about... The mobile robot world. This is where we what we are replacing, which is kind of a, a cost-saving factor for our customers as well, because you don't need three or four systems, for example. You just need one system. Okay, that's us, and we can we can steer all the different hardware. So this is kind of a system we are re- re- replacing. Yeah. Do the customers that have existing systems pay for the the software part, or is it typically bundled in with the hardware from the other vendors? <laughs> when you're saying saving cost, I'm thinking, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, this is this is kind of a difficult thing because, of course, often it's bundled in, and and, uh. and the hardware is sold for for a thousand bucks a year or something like that, uh, something like that. Okay, so so this is kind of kind of stuff because really, what is happening? I mean, global overall, like like two two stories up, yeah, in the helicopter. Okay, it's, it's kind of. You have to look on, on, on logistics and production different different way. If you stay in the old world, okay, always looking from the hardware world, always always looking from what's what's what you can grab and tangible and stuff like that, okay, you're not gonna go anywhere because the, the potential is in the software, okay? So yeah. you have to, of course to, to cherish the potential of the software and you have to pay for the potential of the software. But if you so 
so hardware driven as the industry is today, okay, especially in automotive, it's really tough to, to, to see the, the value that the software brings in there. So, but in that, in that world of intralogistics, kind of killing those, those control stations, which are kind of anyhow very limited and only serving one, one vendor, this really shows a vertical kind of um, value add where you can say the software really helps me to, to, to save money and then there's a willingness to pay for that. Yeah, and as a as a as a fair statement, is there anything that a the software that comes with the typical hardware can today do better than your system would do? Is there anything that that is sort of off limits or where your boundaries are that typically the the, the system that comes maybe it's a proprietary you know yeah, you well, tell me well, well these guys i mean these guys often developed software over the last 20 years uh, with 10 guys something something like that for their own hardware of course it's mm -hmm. kind of hard to get in there and, and have the same standard from the beginning but we have vendors which kind of a year ago or something criticized oh my hardware is driving better with my back-end software but we convinced them i mean this is i mean of course they're out there it's a million solutions for for 10 million problems okay so <laughs> so there's always something we don't have incorporated so far in our back-end uh, system and this will stay for for a longer time but the the big things okay energy management traffic management um asset control so 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 statistics all that stuff i think we, we solved on a on a pretty good level and and we are i think uh, ahead of the market uh, in a lot of a lot of areas as well so we might might lack a couple of little things but i think on the the big things we are kind of setting new market standards there yeah so you're a bunch of folks from hanover germany and you got like six million seed funding like how hard is it for somebody who really come in there and like just eat your lunch and, and just do it better than you you've done well i think years. i think that's super hard i mean which <laughs> yeah. I, I, no it's, Oh no, no! Try us. I mean, yeah. a big players are trying. Mm -hmm. It's it's just. I mean, you have to hire the people. You have to have the vision. You have to have the right setting from the beginning. Okay, this is this is not not, not this is not. I mean, I, I don't I don't say it can never be done again. But I know that big players are really struggling because if you try, and this is kind of the the, the DNA of the industry. If you try to 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 look on on on, on short term and and and. ROIs and I can only invest for a year and then it has to come back or something. You're not going to develop a new solution like we did. You have to be kind of really financed and, and really have a big vision and start developing. And you just you just uh, talked about our seed financing. I mean, much more money went into that. Okay, and and we we're talking about a, a very very big big uh, um, yeah part of money here, like a, a big amount of money uh, we invested into that solution. Yeah, um, um, two digit million. But at least, yeah, to, to really, to really, to really create that, and uh, I mean, you have to find somebody to, to take the risk and, and do so. Because I yeah. mean, I think we started uh, three years ago, and uh, kind of you have to you have to catch up. And we are over 100 people, and even the bigger players, okay, in the market, they don't have that much people uh, in that specific area. I mean, we have 100 people, yeah, trying quick, and working on pretty a, quick on scale a, up there, yeah, yeah, nice. uh, trying to work on a on a on a on a well, working on a on a, on a Interlogistics management platform to orchestrate those things. So, so, so HVs, AMRs, mobile robots, and 
I don't think there's a lot of players in the market investing that much into it. Yeah, so traditionally, you know, developing software and software platforms isn't German strong suit. <laughs> there's other company, there's other countries and Silicon it Valley makes it do even it. better. We can yeah. show that we're capable of doing yeah, it. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Is it hard to get the right people in Hannover or are you hiring globally? Are you, uh, well, are you we hiring, we're remote hiring, first? Or we're, how do you we're, do we're hiring globally now. Mm -hmm. we're, we're ramping up offices in, in Berlin and Munich as well. Now we're trying that out to, to, to really get the good talent there. But Hannover is a good place to hire people. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of mm -hmm. people out there, and I mean, this is, this is kind of you, you, you have to, of course, you have to have the right vision and the right mindset, um, and and you have to have the right algorithm, but you have to to, to code the stuff as well, and then people in Hannover are capable of doing that as well. Yeah. I mean, this is what's kind of I was sitting there, um, and my two two co-founders, I mean, they wrote their PhD thesis in that area, and 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 we came together and said like, why is nobody using modern technology, cloud technology, those algorithms which are out there, which are now kind of available through that new te uh, cloud technology? Why is not anybody doing it together? <laughs> and the difference there was we not only said that and said that somebody should, should do something like that we said like let's try it and we, we just tried it and we're still trying let's see <laughs> yeah so what's your vision talk to me about how you look like in five years when we reconvene here at the testing days 2027 Wow! Didn't we learn that that in those days, like these days, five years is, is something a time span where, where you can't look into. I mean, I don't know. We we want to grow. Yeah, we really want to revolutionize that industry. Okay, we want to spread that technology into different parts and different industries. Like I said, the the manually guided vehicle world, the the for example e-commerce world, warehouses. So 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 we want to grow. Yeah, we really want to take the technology to a different level and help a lot of customers out there. Yeah, and right now it's mostly focused on Germany or Europe, or you already have international oh, we have customers. First, no, we have first first customers from the US now. So we, our idea is to go to the US next step. Uh, so yeah, we are growing. Fantastic, awesome, yeah. Great story, Wolfgang. Yeah, and uh, you, I think it's a reasonable approach uh, because you didn't, uh, um, yeah, you didn't care about the hardware. Actually, you're a pure software company, and uh, um, and now bringing in uh, all the connections via. A standard that is evolving also at the same yeah, time. But, but uh, let me say that that this was a super hard way to do it, okay? Because the first couple of years, I mean, everybody around us, I mean, there's a lot of integrated solutions out there which say we invest into the back end and we invest into the hardware, okay? Like I said, our, our idea is to be really premium in, in hardware and back end. This is pretty much impossible. I mean, there's... In the in the in the in the in the in the customer world, there's one big player out there. We all know them. Yeah, but but they can do it, Apple. But 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 really doing it on a, on a on a big level, it's it's really tough to do. And the first couple of of, um, of years, it was really hard because we we didn't have any own hardware. Okay, we can just drive around and and do a quick fix with. We always said the only way to communicate is the VDA 50. 50. This made us very 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 kind of disciplined there and now kind of we are we are we are kind of gaining from that uh, pays back, so, yeah. yeah pays back of course but 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 at the beginning it was really tough so mm. so but now we like i said in a solution where we have a lot of hardware players we can go out there we can ramp up quick up a quick poc or something we can show it to the customer no problem now at the beginning super tough <laughs> okay yeah. um what we are always asking uh, at this point is oh. how do you imagine logistics as a whole in 10 years. <laughs> so you didn't want to answer the five-year question. Now you come with the 10-year yeah, question. Now yeah. I want you to be really <laughs> wow. far ahead. I, I would say the same thing, uh, like, like yeah, uh, I said at the beginning, uh, uh, said in the middle. Uh, like, what, will, what, will, will Sinaos also uh, do the drones? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's what I want to know. <laughs> no. Well, well, 
I think, I mean, what you see at the, in, the, in the car that you have, if you're shifting from a hardware focus, from a Spaltmas, the driven Spaltmas, to, to a software, <laughs> software-driven world, um, the same will happen in, 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 in logistics. And in some parts, some parts, some industries are far, uh, farther ahead than others, but this, I think, it will be a momentum shift, okay? And, and in 10 years, it has to be plug and produce. I mean, you have a system in there, you have a platform in there, you throw in that, that, that robot, it connects, it downloads the map, it downloads the, the software needed for the thing and it's operating within an hour. That has to happen in 10 years. That's the vision. Great. That's a great final word. Wolfgang, thanks very much for being on the program. It was awesome. Thank you very much. It was great to be here. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Take care. All right. That was the Logistics Tribe podcast episode with Wolfgang Hackenberg from Sinaus. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If so, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of the future episodes. I'm Boris Felgentreer. Until next time.